Welcome to the Worship Singer podcast for singers and worshippers. I am Kimmy, founder of Voice of Worship. I help worship singers develop strong and confident singing voices so they can worship and lead with freedom. Okay, moving into a bit of a different different space now, talking about the um, practicalities of certain things. One of the biggest things that I hear from worship singers, and I've definitely like encountered this kind of thing myself, when a worship singer isn't necessarily a skilled musician or an instrumentalist themselves, um, yeah. or they don't, and or they don't really understand sound you know, those production elements. Um, but it's I still think it's a really important thing that they are communicating with musicians and communicating with the production team. But sometimes it's a little hard to close that gap. Now, you fill all of those spaces. You do production stuff. You're a, yeah. you're a musician and you're a singer. I feel like there's no one better to ask than this for this sure. question. How do we yeah. close that gap of actually, like, being able to communicate and develop relationships with, um, you know, in the space of actually working with someone, not not just hanging out with them necessarily, yeah. but like working with musicians, working with production people. How do we how do we bridge that gap? <laughs> yeah, if you're a singer in the church, you're 14, you're 19, you're 25, you're 58. However old you are, man or female. Um, for you to step up into the sound booth and know the sound guy's name mm. and say, Hey, Jim, how are you? What's going on, man? How's your week? Right? Like, mm. for one, that's the community of Christ. That's church. That's like friendship. That's yeah. bearing one another's burdens. That's just being kind. Yeah. Like, how cool would that be? Like, and I train sound techs too. Like, hey, sound tech, just get down on the floor. Be like, hey, Kimmy, you sound awesome today. Sounds so good. What's up? How's your husband? What's going on? You know, just like life conversations. Um, and oftentimes sound techs can be really grumpy or super analytical or mm-hmm. uninterested seemingly in deeper relationship or mm. an invitation of kindness. But I feel like our job as musicians is to extend a hand and say, hey, you're here to serve us. Thank you. Mm. You're amazing. You mm. don't get any credit. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, you, you make it sound awesome. You make me sound awesome. I really appreciate you, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it starts with just kindness and like, hey, thanks for, thanks for the way you approach me on the stage and encourage me to sing into the microphone or, you know, whatever they were doing, you know, I, I just appreciate you. I see you here every week. Um, I love what you guys do back there. Thank you so much. Just mm-hmm. comments like this, being kind, being compassionate, having some sort of connection with them because mm, they're yeah. so far behind. They're 20 feet, 60 feet, 2000 feet away. Um, you got proximity means everything. So yeah. Instead of being in the green room for the first service, you could just go hang out and be like, hey, how's it going back here? How'd we sound? Is there anything I could have done better Yeah. to make your job easier? Um, yeah, I love that. 
This is awesome. I love you guys. Thanks for mm-hmm. serving. Like just all con, like just a little conversation like that. Yeah, and I feel like that, that between the bro- yeah, that, that approaching it like that also makes them so much more willing to help you out. Like so, you know, as a singer, obviously, I'm always being like, oh, it doesn't sound right, and I don't really know why, and I don't know what I want you to change, but I just know it doesn't sound right. Um, but you know, I have found that the sound guys that I have relationships with, like that I have that connection with, that I, you know, talk yeah. to them about other stuff, like anything outside of production stuff. Mm-hmm. They're so much more willing and open to being like, yeah, okay, I'll help you sort out what you need. Whereas the ones that you don't have a relationship with, they tend to just not be super interested in helping you get where you need to go as far as sound stuff goes. And same goes for instrumentalists, like musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, it's often a lot harder to work with people when, when they don't think you're in their corner, you know, or they, they don't think yeah. you're really interested in their lives. They're not super keen to help you achieve what you need to get done. Yeah, it's a whole life thing, you know. I mean, like to your point about, like, outside of the church, there's usually a lot more of this outside of the church, like a natural affection and intimacy yeah. um, between people because the shame, the shame factor is just less because everybody's just like we're we are we you know there's not like this competing agenda or or thing this competing truth or doctrine that they're trying to live up to it's just like we're all crazy you know we're all sinners essentially (laughs) is is the way they're living and the shame factor there is much less yeah Um, and not to say that there's not grumpy sound guys outside the church because there certainly are (laughs) But to just bring kindness, ask questions to um, and to really and the, here's the trick is, is you got to do it. Not because you you're trying to win something. Mm, <laughs> like, that's right. You, you yeah, got to do it just because it's the right thing to do and that yeah. you would want it to be done to you. Like, man, I love it when a sound text like super kind and super helpful. Yeah. Well, they probably love it when a musician's kind and helpful and encouraging. Um, yeah. So I would I would say that another thing is to try to learn something about yes. sound. Yeah. Uh, take a six month sabbatical from the worship team and join the sound crew. Mm. Teach me everything you know, Bob. Mm. Teach me everything you know. Uh, I want to become a master at what you do. I want, or not a master, but I want to I want to learn from the from you, the master, <laughs> and. Yeah. Uh, just teach me some stuff. And the way I sing into a microphone, uh, am I close? Am I far away? You know, all these things are affected because of the things I know about, you know, about sound, about compression, about EQ. Yeah, totally. I'm a better performer because of it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I love that. Um, would you say that generally it's just the same in working with musicians would you say there's any different things that you would do to to bridge that gap between singers specifically and musicians Mm. obviously a lot of those i mean get the same thing it's a lot of um humble inquiries like curious questions yeah um hey drummer you know uh do you think uh you know do you what do you think about the dynamics of this song Uh, I think they're awesome and I should play loud the whole time. Okay, <laughs> cool. 
Um, <laughs> I thought maybe, <laughs> right? I mean, just approaching things with a question, with curiosity instead of demands or commands. Um, yeah. And really with with humility and with some self-deprecation, like, hey, I really suck at drums, mm. but uh, can you do this sort of thing? Or I've heard this sort of thing, like where they get real chill and they play, they play, they don't play in the verses and then get big. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can do that. You know, like yeah, that's that. just different than like play softer in the verse. Yeah. Jerk, you know, like, hey, just I mean, ask questions. Like, you know, the worship leader trying to, or the singer trying to be like, no, like, do, do it this, this way, this way. And the drummer's going, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> whereas when you're, yeah. you said approaching it in that kind of question, like, oh, look, I'm not really great at drum talk and I don't really know a lot of what, that, what I'm talking about when it comes to yeah. drums. But I've heard this kind of thing is, is that something you've heard before? Can you do that? Like, that, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's so, yeah. Yeah, such a great way to approach it. And and inversely, just affirming them before you make some sort of suggestion or correction. Yeah. So, um, Kimmy, you sound so good on that chorus. It sounds magic. On this second verse, I feel like there's maybe more of a, a inconsistency in the tone. Are you feeling that? Yes, I feel so flat, right? So you're kind of self-confessing what I needed to say, which was you're singing flat in the second verse. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like <laughs> you're I, I could just say you're singing flat in the second verse. And and to be honest, you know, once we're friends and we're already in it, then I'm just gonna yeah. cut to the chase and we're gonna get on with it because I know you're gonna be oh, okay. I, yeah, totally. I'll just lift it. Um but when you're training with people, you're building a relationship, like just affirming them in something that is working well. Mm. Drummer, dude, I love that intro. That energy is so amazing. Mm. That's so killer, dude. Yes. Hey, on the first chorus, will you drop out and just give me hi hats? Yeah. I like that other thing you're doing, but I just, I just want hi hats, right? Yeah. So much easier conversation than like, don't play on the chorus. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know. Yeah, I love that, love that. Um, so I, th I feel like we have talked a lot about, you know, what, what some signs or practices are of a good team culture. I think that's something we've covered quite a lot. Yeah. Um, what do you feel like are some of the practices or signs of a singer, bring, like not even worship leader, but a singer bringing or practicing good culture? Like what does, what is, what are good practices for singers when it comes to being a part of a team? Yeah. Well, I, as a singer on a worship team, I have this whole other universe that is, that I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that it's different when I'm just a guitar player or just a piano player on a team that feels very utilitarian. Like I can kind of get away with more. <laughs> um, I can kind of eat what I want to eat and I can do what I want to do with my body and still pretty much play the guitar or the mm -hmm. piano or run sound in a similar fashion. Um, but with singing, it's just a whole nother world. And mm -hmm. I, I would say even for my spirit, my soul. Yeah. Man, there's just something different I gotta do. Yeah. Like, 
right? I can fake it pretty good. Like I can fake being an anointed singer and like I can fake it for a while. I don't know how many weeks I've faked it in a row. <laughs> Normally I get I, I get called out by the prophets or by the people that care for me in my life that they notice. And, and really you just start to fall apart, you know, in mm. other ways. It, it becomes yeah. hard to fake it, but you can fake it for a minute. So yeah. I want to affirm that in you, <laughs> that that you you are getting away with the murder sometimes. But really for a lifetime, there's this separate universe that is there. And it's my voice connected to my soul and my spirit that I can't get away from. It's the power of the voice. It's the power of when three singers sing something like last night in my church, we were doing King of Kings and that chorus, it's so Trinitarian. And when you sing it in three, it just hits yeah, it hits different. different. <laughs> and we were kind of singing it low. So all of us were able to jump up to the next harmony and borrow from that next harmony. And it's just a different animal. It's like, it's a different world than three guitars playing in harmony together. Yeah. <laughs> or like the drums locking in with the bass. All those things are brilliant and wonderful, but there's just nothing like the power of the voice yeah. coming together in unity mm. on the stage, off the stage, clearly. So um, foundational for me as a singer and certainly as a worship leader is I got to care for, yeah, all the mechanics of my voice and all the things that you talk about so, so clearly, but just the soul, like my heart. Um, yeah, and it's really it's really all the same things that the secular musicians talk about. They get it. They totally get it. Like they yeah. take it more seriously than us in the church take it, and they're yeah. just singing the same twelve or fifteen or fifty three songs. You know, John Mayer is singing the same forty seven songs every night. <laughs> Taylor Swift is on tour singing the same forty seven songs every night. Yeah, we have like two thousand and forty seven songs. Like, mm. so how do we, what are we doing? Like, we've mm. got to really think about this thing that's inside of us and, and how real is it going to be? Mm. How, uh, how is it full? Is it a tool of propaganda? Yeah. Uh, for some preacher to get his, his million dollars or his book deal. I don't want to do that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this is my voice. This is my, yeah. this is, this is mine that the Lord's given me. It's it's a special, unique fingerprint, yeah. my voice. And so I know I'm getting kind of hipster, cool, ethereal, but um, but yeah, it's it's just different. So I, I mm -hmm. I'm recognizing that going into it, and that causes me to want to care for it. Yeah, it, it makes me increasingly think about what I'm putting through my eyeballs on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, like. You know, I was thinking about in Asbury, the Asbury revival thing, like a really big, important part of what was going on there was backstage. They were praying for the worship leaders for like an hour before they came out. Like this yeah. idea of consecrating, yeah, them, which is just lost in my world. I'm like, I'm on the grace train, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, totally. you know, how 
how much can I get away with, you know, God's grace and <laughs> wild and crazy. And like, they were going the opposite direction of like, can you imagine like before church, like having a bunch of like spiritual warriors praying for you? Yeah. Uh, like imagine yeah, like just the one worship leader, you know? Yeah. It would, that would change our Sunday worship services. I feel whatever day people have it on, like it would change our worship going forward you know, into the service if we had that debt. I mean, it would, it would be, I feel like it would be exhausting as well, but like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like these beforehand practices are so important for the going into of things. And I love, because you mentioned, you know, taking care of the mechanics and the soul of your voice. And I think that is so spot on because they yeah. really do go hand in hand. You can, you can hear singers that are technically perfect and they might sound technically perfect and be hitting all the right notes, but it's the ones that have soul in their sound, which is their heart coming out in their sound. They are the sure. ones that are impacting um, the environment that they're in. Um, and yeah, and I'm I, I think that even if you're like I am a I am a B minus singer. I'm a B singer. Like I'm I'm not an A. I've never been an A singer. Um, but for me, I don't know how to say this exactly, but like, um, it cheapens the art, it cheapens the, the experience. And I become more numb to church and to the gig of worship leading. If I get away, like if I try to get away without that reality yeah, and I try to just go off of my natural talent of singing and I don't engage yeah. my spirit and think about my soul and where it needs to be uh with the Lord. Um and it, it gets dangerous because we get into these weird religious spaces and shameful spaces, but to just take it seriously. Take it at least as seriously as the pagans take it. <laughs> Sing it <laughs> singing right. about love and sex and all the things. Uh which which are part of the kingdom of God. If they can do it, then us singing about this acutely yes. true thing. Yes, right. <laughs> we 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 can do that as well. We should we should be able to totally. borrow from some of that. Yeah, that's incredible. I love that um that whole thought that yeah, if if you know secular singers can sing about all these things and care about their instrument and care about you know um the way they feed their creativity like you hear that a lot yeah. with artists, that they like they have all these things that they do to kind of create yep. their creative space and you know yep. their creative soul for us as spiritual yep. singers as you know worship singers who are actually singing to the glory of god which is yeah. a high yeah. authority for yeah. us to go oh no i can just wing it it's fine <laughs> like, yeah what yeah i would say in the kingdom of god i would say that both are important like we should be just as irritated if the secular singer doesn't commit to their craft. Mm. I, I I don't even necessarily think that the that the Bible singer is that much more important. I think we we all have a valuable task. Yeah. And because we all have the same body, you know, we have a body. Yeah. We've been gifted yeah. these bodies, these temples. Uh, John Mayer has the same temple. Adele has the same temple um, as I do, right? And they're stewarding it. Uh, so 
I kind of want it from my secular artists too. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's I, nothing there's nothing <laughs> worse than wasting a ticket and seeing them phone it in as yeah. well. Um, yeah. And you can just tell, you can just tell when it, but it's harder for us because we're not necessarily singing our own songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we've got a lot more songs. The goal of the gathering is to help the people age zero to 99 to find a song to sing. So our role is just, different we're tour guides we're not yeah we're not the we're not the museum p we're not the subject of the tour we're the mm. tour guides so yeah <laughs> uh, it's just a different gig but to be yeah. passionate about it to connect with that voice it's the same mechanics that the rock stars have so we might have to go through some of those same you know rituals yeah. or motions yes to, to get to get there quote unquote yeah yeah definitely yeah, I love that. All right, I I'm gonna throw one at you that I didn't I didn't kind of pre warn you about, but this is one of my. So we're gonna end on a slightly controversial note. Yeah. I want to know what you think of this, right? So I think a while ago I posted something about um, sometimes uh, you know like with worship leaders, are we singing for the congregation? Are we doing it for them? Are we doing their worship for them? Or are we helping them to engage and do it for themselves? I want your take on that. What do you think of that? Do you think that there is a line between singers doing it, just singing for the congregation so that they just can step back and not, you know, not really engage in worship? Do you think that singing is even a part of worship that's like essential, whether or not you like to sing or whether or not you think you're a good singer? Do you think we actually all should be singing? Um, and if so, how how can how can worship singers help help the congregation to engage rather than doing it for them? Yeah, well, I, I will say this: I think singing is but one means of gathered worship. Yes. Uh, so just showing up, just showing up, getting your buns into uh, <laughs> your fanny. What's the word? Getting your fanny into. <laughs> the building into the temple with the other fannies is like that's <laughs> that's for some people that is all that is required of you if yeah. you're super depressed or yeah. you're deconstructing totally. like or you're whatever like just being in the room and being present check mark um singing absolutely uh participating in the eucharist listening to the word of god reading the word of god listening to the word of God read, um, mm. looking at your brother or sister with compassion, um, uh, feeding the, the poor, paying, paying a tithe or an offering that would go to the poor, right? Like any and all these things are worship. Check, check, yeah, check, yes. check. And I would say for the people on the stage, like you're just up there because we need, we need somebody to start the engine. We yeah. need Love that. We need somebody to just start paddling, but everybody else is showing up with a paddle too. So let's all paddle together. So it's not a binary of like we're singing for them. Yeah. We're there to help them sing, but it's that we're with them. So we're yeah. with you. We're not here for you. We're here with you. Mm. And we just happened, we're gonna start. We, we're going to come a little early. We're going to give some direction. And then we're all getting in this boat together. And we're all rowing. 
<laughs> I love that analogy. <laughs> We're all rowing. Um, and it's so important for worship teams to realize this. Like, I just need you to row. I don't need, I don't need extra. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to do extra. Um, we're just going to lead the way. Right. And this yeah. is why we can end with a chorus and step back from the microphones. You know, Rich Mullins, uh, famous kind of CCM artist guy, his concerts, every concert he would, he would lead. He'd always trick everybody at the end because <laughs> you would, you would end up singing a worship song. This was before artists sang worship songs like he sang uh -huh. awesome god or whatever and he'd be like okay everybody close your eyes this last 30 seconds let's all do this thing and he'd tell everybody to do this stuff and keep your eyes closed don't open them and then he would just start singing he, the band would be in and then the instruments would just start dropping off and people would just keep singing with their eyes closed and by the time you opened up your eyes nobody was on stage and uh -huh. Wow. You weren't asking for an encore. There was no encore. It was clear to everybody in the room that that this was a holy moment and that there's no encore coming. Um, wow. That this we've been left with one another and with God. Yeah. And in that scenario, the worship team would walk off the stage and literally just join the congregation. I mean, literally, yeah. it might be difficult to do, but that's the heart of what's happening is... We're starting the engine and we got off the stage and we just are all rowing together. Yes. Um, we're just together. So that, yeah, that's, to me, that's what's happening in gathered worship. And that's what I want to happen. That's mm. all I care to happen. Um, mm. Even though it can be hard. Yeah. Such a great approach. I love that. Yeah. So good. Mike, it has been amazing talking to you as usual. I feel like almost every single point that we went on, we could do an entire podcast episode on each point. Yeah, it was fun. You're so full of wisdom and so so full of great insight and obviously Thank tons you. of experience in all these different avenues. Um, any closing thoughts? Anything that you want to impart on us before we, um, before we finish our podcast episode? Yeah, well, I'm I'm super excited that you're in this space um, of teaching and training. I think in worship music, um, it's going to take so many different shapes over the coming years. Yeah. All the systems and structures that we've kind of built things on through yeah. COVID, through scandal, through many different ways, God's yeah. just kind of dismantling. And he himself is deconstructing some of what the evangelical yeah, Western totally. world has put together. And we're just kind of caught in the crosshairs. So I just want to yeah. tell everybody, hey, I'm sorry about that. Uh, had you had the 80s and 90s and early 2000s to kind of live the dream, it was a bit of a dream <laughs> <laughs> to, to be able to just be trusted and be appreciated and, yeah. and be paid um, during those years. And it's just going to be a different time. Uh, but the church can worship and should worship and yeah. just don't let your heart grow bitter if it doesn't look tomorrow like it looks today. Yes. Keep I a soft it. heart. Keep showing up with your family to church. If you take off a year, a couple of years from playing guitar, like there'll be a time where it, it comes back, you know, um, yeah. if the Lord needs it. Um, and just, just don't grow bitter. Uh, and stay close to the Lord. Don't lose heart. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Amazing.
Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to know more about the services that Voice of Worship provide, then head to our website, voiceofworship.com.au. Don't forget to love your voice and sing for joy. We'll see you soon.